Hello, everybody. Welcome, welcome to another uh, inci- exciting, informative week. I am your truth-seeking ho- host, Ralph DeLugas, and this is Truth is Stranger Than Fiction. You know, we have got a whole bunch. You know, I've I try to keep an eye on like the science journals and stuff because it's sort of my thing. Um, I'm just a nerd, really a nerd. And um, the the amount of articles we could do just a whole show today on on science. Um, but I, I want to focus in on just a couple that really grabbed me. And you have to bear with me. I've lost left my iPad somewhere and I'm blind as a bat. So reading from my cell phone notes is not the best way for me to do this. But we're going to have to make it work. Um, there's an article out this week. You know, I love watching. As you guys have probably noticed, I like to watch what I call the signs of the times, not just like from a biblical standpoint, you know, how we watch for signs and, you know, hearts of men's failing and in the stars and the, and so forth. But, but literally in the, uh, in the, uh, in the earth, we're seeing all sorts of signs, uh, of what I call pole reversal or magnetic, magnetic, uh, pole weakening. And this article is such a great example of that. And I am sitting here trying to hurry and pull it up. You know, before I get to that one, this one's kind of funny. Brian, do you remember when we talked about gold pooping bacteria? (laughs) Here is an article. This is from the Brainiacs over at NASA. A couple, whole bunch of, uh, this is, anytime NASA opens its mouth, all the, all the astro, astrophysical journals just, just, you know, seethe over everything they have to say and can't wait to publish it. So the title of this, um, this article is, where is it? Basically, there's too much gold in the uh, universe, and we can't explain why, right? So this article says, well, you know, let me try to summarize it down. I hate to get stuck too much in the weeds. Um, something is raining gold across the universe. It hasn't been raining at my house. How about you guys? But no one knows what it is. Here's the problem. Gold is an element which means you can't make it through ordinary chemical reactions. I would disagree with that. Through, uh, though alchemists for centuries have tried to make the sparkly metal, you have to bind 79 protons, 118 neutrons together uh, to form a single atomic nucleus. By the way, that is all theory. None of that is proven. Uh, that is an intense nuclear fusion reaction. But such, such intense nuclear fusion reactions uh, do not happen frequently enough, at least not nearby, to make the giant trove of gold we find on Earth and elsewhere in the solar system. Uh, research has shown the most common uh, origin of gold is collision between neutron stars. Uh, this can't explain gold's abundance, etc. Like, I don't even know where to start with this article. A neutron star... How many neutron stars have you seen collide, Brian? Like quite a few, like a couple dozen. You've seen like, what, probably 20 neutron stars colliding. Maybe you haven't, but how many do you think NASA has seen collide? I bet you're going to get the answer right. Zero. We have never seen a neutron star collide, even what we call a neutron star, complete theory. So to propose, this is like the the galaxy eating black holes, right? Um, uh, I can't say for sure. I have it's just kind of a fun little fun little study to do. I I love the world and the universe that um that God has created for us. And um I like studying it and how things you look at something right now I'm I'm experimenting with something that I'm really excited about. I can't talk about too much cuz I I think it might very well be the core of like a energy weapon, a directed energy weapon. It's it's a simple device. Um, crystals is my point. Uh, you ever gone crystal hunting, Brian? Isn't that, have you ever been fascinated? Some of you, you've, if you've noticed such things, uh, quartz crystals, often double pointed, they have that, uh, hexagonal different crystals have different shapes and they are perfect. Some of these things, right? Um, I'm, I don't have the notes in front of me, but you guys have probably, if you've ever been to like a natural history museum, you see like the, the boron crystals, they're perfect little cubes, a whole bunch of little cubes all clumped together. You ever wondered how, what kind of a process forms all these perfect little cubes or these perfect little quartz crystals? 
our earth is alive and our earth is an ener energetic body. Um, I know for a fact, um, from, cause I work in oil and just from engineers that I've talked to who without knowing it, prove this. Um, if you've ever uh, read the universal model, they, they've got a lot of truth over there. And I love Dean sessions and all those guys. Um, we always find oil next to massive salt deposits and almost invariably when we suck a particular area dry and we end up capping it off and leaving, we come back 20 years later and son of a gun, it's full of oil again. Where did the oil come from? Well, they theorize when it seeped in from various places. Really? A billion barrels a day for years to come? And this just somehow seeped in from somewhere else? Our earth is making oil all the time. It's a microbial process. And microbes control our universe. Your body, like we talked about last week, is somewhere around a quadrillion uh, viruses and microorganisms. You, the microorganisms in your body outnumber the number of cells, something like 10 to 1 or 20 to 1, and you've got, you know, a trillion cells. So microorganisms are everywhere. It's, it's kind of funny when you think about the lunacy of these face shields and these masks. We are literally like fish swimming in the ocean with a T-shirt over our face, thinking that T-shirt is going to keep our face uh, separated from um, – from the water. It's just crazy. Um, so anyway, the, these uh, mi microbes, they eat uh, different uh, elements and stuff, and they secrete little, and, and this has been filmed, this has been proven. I'm not saying this is the only way gold is created, but in my humble opinion, it, it probably is. I doubt gold is made many different ways. And as far as not being able to uh, make gold through a chemical reaction, that's not true either. We we have that through the the ancients were able to do that. Whether or not DARPA can do it, yeah, I have no idea. I would suspect probably not. But really interesting article. They can't explain where all the gold comes from. So we imagine that two neutron stars, billions of light years away, collided and somehow rained gold. It's pretty silly if you think about it. Um, the other article I wanted to mention. Where is that? Okay, here we go. Um, there is, oh, darn it. Um, okay. Uh, atmospheric dust levels are rising throughout the Great Plains. Um, this is a study and it was tied to another study also done by, this is reported on CNN, but this is a NASA study. The, the Antarctic zone hole is one of the largest and deepest in recent years. Um, so this, this scientist is proposing, you know, what's funny is last year, the hole was, uh, the hole in our ozone was um, actually smaller than it had ever been. And they were saying that was because, sorry, I'm, I'm getting two things at once. It, they were saying that was because um, of global warming. You know, it's, it's always pointed to the same thing. Well, now the hole is larger. The fact of the matter is the ozone, ozone is an electrical um, byproduct. When you have high energy, uh, energy coming from the sun, when it meets the ozone around our earth, it makes more ozone electrically. Have you ever, if you've ever been in a lightning storm, you ever been in a, in the mountains in, in your, right after a storm, you got have kind of that fresh, I don't want to say Cloroxy smell, but if you ever smelled ozone, it's a very, very different smell. It smells like the only way to describe it is kind of like just fresh and clean. It's a real fresh, clean smell. That is ozone, and it is created by lightning. Um, high energy, high frequency, high voltage energy, electricity makes ozone. It makes O01 and O2 into O3, um, which is an energetic, uh, amazing chemical that the Lord put around our earth which will annihilate anything. This will, you could, you could set off a nuclear bomb in your home and then blanket it with uh, O3 or ozone. And within a very short period of time, minutes really, um, it would be perfectly habitable again. It binds to any element and destroys it. It's God's ultimate cleaner. So anyway, if this goes up, this goes down with um, just natural processes. 
But invariably, the hole's getting bigger, the hole's getting smaller, and you guys got to give us more money and more power so we can fix this, which, of course, we have no ability to do, but it's always about money and power, isn't it? Um, I want to talk about the dust across the U.S. and other places in the world and what the real cause and how this is a sign of our times that we probably should be paying attention to. And we're up against the break, Brian. Okay. Uh, think about a Swiffer sweeper. We've talked about this before. The interaction of electricity and dust and the real reason why the dust is floating in the air and going to continue to do so after this short break. And we'll catch you then. Credit card bills have gotten out of hand, and you care about your credit. Call Consolidated Credit now. If the interest rates on your credit cards are so high, it'll take years to get out of debt. Call Consolidated Credit now. They've helped over 6 million people with credit card debt. Without destroying your credit, they can consolidate your debts into one lower payment, reduce your interest rates, and get you out of debt fast. The program works. Call Consolidated Credit now. Call 800 406 0046. 800 406 0046. That's 800 406 0046. Consolidated Credit Counseling Services, Inc., 5701 West Sunrise Boulevard, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33313. Licensed by the New York Department of Financial Services and by the Vermont Department of Financial Regulation, Maryland DM 1492, Oregon DM 80092. Licensed by the Virginia State Corporation, Commission License Number DC 83. Service may adversely affect an individual's credit. Non payment of debt may lead to additional finance charges or collections activity, including legal action, not a loan company. The healthcare enrollment period has just ended. Did you miss it? Don't go a whole year without having a healthcare program. Sign up for Liberty HealthShare today. As a Christian healthcare sharing ministry, they are not insurance. So you can still sign up. There's no open enrollment period. You can sign up now. And you can pick the program of your choice. You get to select your doctors and your hospital. They have programs for single individuals, for couples, and families. Best of all, there are no contracts. And plans start at only $199 per month. Go to libertyhealthshare.org backslash Joe Carey. That's libertyhealthshare.org backslash Joe Carey, K-E-R-R-Y. If you're worried about your cholesterol, hear how others are taking charge with garlic. My doctor said my cholesterol was borderline, but I've been taking garlic, and it works. I've been taking garlic for years. My pharmacist recommended garlic. He said there's an ingredient in garlic that helps maintain healthy cholesterol. I take garlic every day. No garlic breath. Lots of people like you are choosing garlic to help maintain a healthy cholesterol. Garlic, it's cholesterol's natural enemy. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Use as directed. If you haven't switched to Pure Talk USA, you're probably paying too much for your cell service. Pure Talk covers 99% of the country, and plans start at just $20 per line with no contract and a one-month risk-free guarantee. You've got nothing to lose. You can even keep your phone and your number. Get 50% off your first month when you call now. Just go to puretalkusa.com and enter promo code HALFOFF. That's puretalkusa.com, promo code HALFOFF. Okay, everybody, welcome back after that short and very bearable break. Um, I want to talk briefly about – actually, there's been a few articles on this. I won't call them up and bore you with the – you can find them online if you want to read the specifics of it. The reason I, I personally completely disagree with. They're saying they're always kind of down. You ever notice they're always kind of down on the small farmer? These small farmers and their techniques of – burning the field to get the minerals back in the ground and tilling it. It's creating all this dust and it's making you and I sick. And it's kind of funny. It even the art, one of the articles even mentioned that this dust, uh, we're not really protected by the dust 
by the dust from our masks. You've probably heard about how the CDC said the mask doesn't protect you from the smoke, which is kind of weird because a smoke particle is at least three times bigger than a, a virus uh, particle. But Anyway, that, that's a different issue, but there, it, uh, dust has been increasing at a level of 5% per year, and it's because of these, these little farmers making their dust with their John Deere tractors and whatnot. Um, it's, pretty, uh, it's pretty funny to, to – uh, to, apologize for that phone ringing. Anyway um, – so anyway, so there's there's all this dust in the atmosphere, and um, and they're saying it's because of all these little farmers. Well, if you think about electricity and how it floats, um, or how uh, how dust is drawn to static electricity, we have a magnetic shield that is somewhere between twenty and twenty five percent down in its strength, and we are increasingly almost, gosh, almost every week now we hear of cosmic rays penetrating at, at uh, higher and higher amounts. And um, we are literally living in 5G, high-energy wave propagation. And, and I almost wonder if it isn't partially that. Our skies are – I think I've shared this before, but I had an amazing conversation with a congresswoman, kind of a chance meeting. I just ran into her on a, on a layover, and we ended up having this three-and-a-half-hour conversation about – everything from chemtrails to to weather modification she was a a jewish woman i uh a congresswoman from california I, I remember her first name's hope i can't remember the last name but great gal she was telling me that after um 9-11 there was in the name of global warming a new fuel mandated for all aircraft and um because of this uh you know because of global warming you know, this was a EPA or I don't know who mandates it, but she says this new fuel, unbeknownst to all of us, means that all airplanes to varying degrees are putting out nano aluminum ionized particles. And so every plane, you don't really need to theorize some of them, you know, depending on the airflow up there, depending on the temperature up there, depending on what kind of plane, the heat of the engines, how, you know, whether they're they're burning full steam or just kind of a quarter steam, you get varying you know, contrails versus chemtrails, but every airplane, a nano aluminum particle cannot be seen. They're all spitting that out. So we're literally living in ionized air uh, with 5G propagating throughout soon, uh, if not already, um, if it hasn't already happened, we've got Mr. Wonderful Elon Musk, who's uh, covered our entire earth with these creepy satellites with his meager little profits from a car company, which is kind of weird if you think about it. But somehow this guy has enough money to blanket the earth in like the equivalent of 23G. These are far more powerful than 5G. Um, so anyway, and then additionally, we have cosmic rays. So we are living in a pretty toxic, electrified environment. And guess what? Dust is going to float. So I think this is another one of those signs that we could point to, you know, and when we, we hear the good book talk about, you know, there'll be smoke and vapor and it's just going to basically be a real dusty, vapory couple, seven years. So as it gets more dusty and more smoky, just know that's OK. It's another sign and and all is well. Anyway, the last article I wanted to talk about today is from uh, oh, where is that? Brian, my eyes are getting bad. I can't take it anymore. I'm gonna have to go get LASIK. Sorry, guys. If you could bear with me a brief moment. Um, 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 um. Yeah, let's let's talk about this for a minute. We've um, you know, and this kind of stuff makes me so angry. We have who is this article from? Uh, Rice University News and Media Relations. And there's two or three articles that they published. Um, and it was the same group of scientists. Study Darwin's theory about coral reef atolls its uh, by – let me start over. Darwin's theory about coral reef uh, – coral reefs is fatally flawed. So you guys probably know um, – what Darwinian evolution is, and this is one of probably my single biggest pet peeves. To me, this is just a corrupt teaching of, a, of an e evil kingdom. 
at very best because we have no, you know, I, I just got into a kind of a, a long discussion this morning with someone about uh, evolution. And, you know, they always point to the same things. Well, you know, there's such things as labradoodles and there's, you know, cockadoodle-doos or whatever. I'm like, yeah, you know what? You can have a – I have a couple two-pound fluffy Pomeranians and they're dogs. And they're a lot different than a, a 250-pound Mastiff. But you know what? They are all dogs. They are canines. And a dog has never become a bird or a chicken or a rat or a mosquito or anything other than a dog. And we have no example anywhere in the uh, entire living world of all living organisms, not just animals, but even plants, where one species actually becomes another species. We have no proof of it anywhere. They talk about a missing link, but the whole darn chain is missing. Um, they, they point to that one osteoporotic dude that they found in a pit in Africa and say, oh, this guy's half ape. You know what? You can go to any old folks home and God bless those, those folks with their, with their stooped over uh, years, you can see osteoporosis prices. I can never say it right, but you know what I'm talking about where you're hunched over, you, you get that hump in your back. You can't walk straight up. That is what this person, we don't have any, any of the characteristics of an ape, the forehead, the eyes, everything is 100% human, just like me, just like you. But this person is clearly stooped over with years. Um, and even with DNA testing, they have proven that that's what, that's what this person had. Is osteoporosis, is that right, Brian? I always think I'm saying that wrong. But So anyway, so we're, we've got over and over and over again this speciality. We don't even have examples in the plant world where like barley has become wheat or anything like that. There is no proof of speciality anywhere, but still this is taught and it's taught as a fact. My kids right now, even in a... In private schools, in Christian universities, everywhere throughout the Western world, we're teaching Darwinian evolution as part of human history, not even science anymore. We don't teach that that's a science theory. We teach that as part of, of human history. And it's absolute rubbish. And it's one of my biggest pet peeves. But this same team has uh, published an article, uh, Biggest CO2 Drop, Real-Time Data Shows COVID-19 Massive impact on global emissions. Um, it goes on to say that while the ongoing pro corona pandemic continues to threaten millions of lives around the world, <clears throat> baloney, the first half of 2020 saw an unprecedented decline in CO2 emissions. Okay, here's the first problem. Human beings only account for 3% of all CO2. So if we're driving a few less cars, we can't, even if all the cars in the entire world were to be thrown in the ocean at once and all factories ground to a halt, the very most we could affect CO2 emissions would be 3%. Um, so we uh, certainly didn't drop CO2 emissions. Um, additionally, their, uh, their assertion that CO2 is a pollutant is completely bogus. CO2 is plant food and the result is a greener earth. So I don't know about you guys. I like a greener earth. Anyway, we're going to run up against the break. I want to talk a little bit more about the Native Americans and some of their fantastic history after this short break. Radio News with Tim Berg. Former Vice President Joe Biden will be spending part of his Friday in Michigan. The former vice president delivering remarks on health care in Southfield, Michigan, and then heading to Detroit and meeting with faith leaders. As far as what's on the agenda for President Trump, USA Radio Network's Val Dior has the details. November 3rd is quickly approaching, and President Trump continues to pound the pavement. He delivers remarks at a Make America Great Again rally in Ocala, Florida, Friday afternoon at 3 Eastern. Then he'll head to Make 
Macon, Georgia, to address a crowd at 6 Eastern time. On Saturday, there's a stop in Muskegon, Michigan, to discuss supporting the American way of life. And the president will deliver remarks on supporting law enforcement later Saturday in Janesville, Wisconsin. According to data out of the University of Florida, nearly 20 million people have already voted in the 2020 election. This is USA Radio News. Welcome to Tax Talk with Hollywood legend Bob Eubanks. You know, as part of Hollywood for a long time, I've seen my fair share of celebrities get in trouble with the IRS. Well, there's one name I trust, the Tax Defense Group. They're the most trusted name in tax. So if you owe more than $10,000 to the IRS, you really need to call my friends at the Tax Defense Group. Ignoring the IRS is not the solution. They can garnish your paycheck, levy your bank accounts, seize your home or business. But the Tax Defense Group could put a stop to all of that and tailor a program that would reduce your tax debt to pennies on the dollar. You gotta love that. So don't just take my word for it. Call them. Find out for yourself. They offer a 100% satisfaction guarantee and they're open 24 hours a day because they know that tax debt doesn't sleep either. Call now for your free and confidential tax analysis from the most trusted name in tax. Call 800-832-1594. 800-832-1594. Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin and Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi spoke for about 80 minutes on Thursday discussing a new coronavirus relief bill. Pelosi saying progress had been made regarding a deal. As far as if something will be done before the election, Maryland Democratic Senator Chris Van Hollen reminds everyone on Fox News. We've all been very focused on the negotiations between the White House and Speaker Pelosi. Uh, without recognizing that the huge impediment really is with the Senate Republicans and Mitch McConnell at this point in time. Pelosi and Mnuchin are scheduled to talk through the weekend. There have now been over 8 million confirmed cases of the coronavirus in the United States. The number is jumping by 1 million in less than a month as dozens of states see upticks in infections, particularly in the Midwest. Health experts warning that cases could surge as colder weather drives people inside. You're listening to USA Radio News. Right, everybody, welcome back after that short break. Um, I want to revisit a topic. Um, actually, no, there's one more article here that we've got to cover. Um, right next to black holes in Darwinian evolution, the thing that really drives me crazy is this endless um, quest for dark matter. Dark matter, I don't even know what they think dark matter is. It, it seems like you guys probably understand fairly well how all mainstream academia works. We basically have a system of control all overseen by the Central Intelligence Agency through its arms, the National Science Foundation, the National Institute of Standards and Technology, and other bureaucracies that are in charge of all the money that gets doled out to all academia. And if you want to say, say you want to do a study on, hey, I wonder if prayer uh, helps people heal from cancer. And I want to study, you know, 500 people that uh, that pray and have cancer and are treated versus 500 people that get treated in the same way and don't pray. And I'm just curious who does better. Say you want to do a study like that. You will never get one red cent from the CIA. And I realize that's probably tied to religion and maybe some of you might agree with that. But if you were to go to them and say, hey, I believe CO2 is killing us and we're not going to be able to breathe. They will write you a blank check and you can publish all you want. Um, And that's how all of academia pretty much works, except for the few that are flying on their own dime. Great scientists like Dr. Robitaille and others out there. Um, They're actually energetic experimenters that work on results, not computer models that are written and designed to suck up to the kingdom of corruption so you can get another check. Um, This article published by, I think this is Nature Magazine. I might be wrong on that. Um, Anyway, uh, the puzzle of strange galaxy made of 99.99% of dark matter is solved. If you, I wish I could show you the picture of what I'm looking at. A little fuzzy blip on a radio telescope. And because of mathematical equations, you know, I like math. I'm actually kind of a weirdo. I like math. I hate English. I'd probably misspell my own name on the right day. Can't write or spell or any of that. But I love math. It's just 
kind of the weird guy I am. So I kind of like these big, long quadratic equations, differential equations. But it's kind of funny. If you take the time and break down their math, it's like they don't ever expect to be challenged and nobody's ever going to certainly work through the equations. But more often than not, these big, long mathematical models have very little, if anything, to do with what we actually observe. And so because, you know, the density of a particle can only create so much alleged gravity and on and on and on, we then say that has something to do with this fuzzy picture on a screen and proves that it's 99.99% dark matter, whatever they think dark matter is. Well, as always, this has been disproved and debunked again. We have literally probably spent hundreds of billions, if not trillions of dollars, seeking for this elusive particle they call dark matter. And the, the gist of it is, we cannot explain what we observe in all of the visible universe by gravity alone. But yet they will not let go of the gravity model. Gravity is, is, you know, the infinite gravity causes this black hole when a star collapses. I no longer believe in any way, shape, or form that stars collapse. I know there are a few instances where we've seen them disappear, and we don't really know what's going on. But I find it incredibly ironic, this whole I call it the binary paradigm. Every time they see a star nova, and we have, you know, we've we've witnessed a few stars doing what we call a nova, which is where it blows off its outer shell. And then after the dust clears and the we're able to see through, you know, the dust and the debris of a blown off outer shell, years later, lo and behold, there's a star there still. And so we go, oh, there was two stars there. One star was eating the other star and the other star blew up and now it's a black hole. Well, could it not be the same star that the star just blows? Well, now we're seeing more and more and more that stars actually cyclically, some of them quite rapidly every few years, actually blow off their outer shell. And it's a very simple process. A star is an electrical body uh, ran by a Birkeland current that has a source. I say that source is Kolob. You can say whatever it is, but we know where that source is, and it's the center of our galaxy. Where they say there's a supermassive black hole, I think there is the exact opposite. Supermassive bright stars that are creating the current that powers all stars. Our stars form like Christmas lights on a string on these massive currents that NASA even reports as 140 million giga electron volts per square meter, an unfathomable amount of energy. So anyway, this supermassive powerful transformer, if you will, takes this energy and emits it out in a new form uh, called we call the solar wind. And this power we can see coming to our poles, and it's what powers our magnetosphere, not sloshing iron cores or any of this other unobserved made-up nonsense. The sun controls our earth, which shouldn't really surprise anybody. Um, it controls our weather. It controls our what they call gravity, which is electromagnetism, and it controls everything that we have. So anyway, um, these stars... When they blow off, they emit this dust, and this dusty plasma throughout the universe is what they call dark matter. Um, but we're ne they're never going to call it that because we don't want to admit the energies there, even though it's on their site, and they really give you no explanation for it ever. And if you ever try to try to kind of push a, a NASA scientist for any kind of an explanation, they just I don't know. I've done it a couple times, and they talk down their nose to you. You know, you wouldn't understand. It's very complicated. But uh, Essentially, they have no freaking idea. And this hydrogen-powered sun is absolute dribble. We have never, in any scale, sustained a hydrogen reaction. So that there is some magical um, process going on inside the sun, creating you know all the stars to be powered internally. And then they say when the star runs out of fuel, then it collapses under its own gravity. That's complete nonsense, to be honest with you. Um, we don't even observe what we should observe if it is a thermal nuclear reaction of hydrogen going on inside the sun. We would see, because a nuclear reaction has a very predictable energy emission, right? We don't see the neutrinos. So then they in invent these magical neutrinos. It's emitting the neutrinos, but they're magical neutrinos that we can't 
we can't record. I mean, it goes on and on. But anyway, that's enough for this article. I should have probably that's more than I should have talked about with that article. But this kind of ties in nicely. I, I talked last week about um, I'm going to kind of shift gears and talk about something I enjoy a lot more than the modern day uh, banking cartels science cabal. Um, I want to talk about some ancient writings that were found um, in a place called Manti, Utah, in a cave. And these are called the Mentana uh, Archives. Um, in these archives, it talks about, and I'm not going to be able to find it now. I apologize. I don't have my f iPad today, but I, I wanted to quote it, but I'm not going to be able to. But in, this, uh, in these archives, um, it talks about um, there was a chief. His name was John, and he was the chief, what these people called the chief feather. And this is clearly uh, John the Beloved. And he was uh, basically the, the presiding apostle over um, a group that goes throughout the earth and each kind of like uh, various churches have set up now there's areas and there were various apostles that were over various er areas um, three of which are what the people in my church would call the three Nephites and their names were Mathani, uh, Nephi and Timothy and this Timothy came to uh, these people called the the Nemen Oh, gosh darn it. Nemenha, I think I want to say. I might have that wrong, but I think that's pretty close. And I am trying to find this in my uh, teeny little phone as I'm talking to you guys. But um, he came and he, he taught a lot of stuff. But I, to me, some of the – and I'm not going to say this is – technically this is under the title of apocryphal scripture, I guess, or maybe just a historical account. Um, it definitely doesn't read – you know, like the Bible to me, uh, especially the New Testament, and it doesn't read like the Book of Mormon to me, which is, a, I know, a purely correct historical account because it came out of the ground and uh, was translated by a means that I would consider perfect. This was translated by men, and translation of a language that no longer exists is obviously not perfect. So a lot of this kind of, uh, you know, it wasn't so good, but some of the things that I read in here just absolutely blew, blew me away. Um, and I want to talk about this again because we didn't really get a chance to finish it um, last week. Oh, and you know what? We are going to have to pick this up and it'll give me a chance to find it. This stuff will blow you guys away and we will end the show on a positive note and the teachings of Timothy after this short break. Sebastian Gorka here. Maybe you've been hearing about Relief Factor, the 100% drug-free supplement that helps a person's body deal with inflammation and pain. You've heard all the wonderful testimonials. Well, I have my own testimonial. For many years, my lower back pain was becoming a serious problem. The short story is, I finally gave it a try, and now I'm out of pain too. So if you're in pain, you can order the three-week quick start for just $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com. Hi, this is Dennis Prager, and we just launched a new PragerTopia membership called PragerTopia Unlimited. Members can listen to any and all audio programs that are in the Dennis Prager store. That's over 400 programs to choose from, show segments, talks, lectures, courses, even full access to all five books of my Torah teaching. For a limited time, an annual PragerTopia Unlimited membership is only $119. Join PragerTopia Unlimited today. Go to PragerTopia.com. If your credit card bills have gotten out of hand and you care about your credit, call Consolidated Credit now. If the interest rates on your credit cards are so high, it'll take years to get out of debt. Call Consolidated Credit now. They've helped over 6 million people with credit card debt. Without destroying your credit, they can consolidate your debts into one lower payment, reduce your interest rates, and get you out of debt fast. The program works. Call Consolidated Credit now. Call 800-406-0046. 800 406 
800-406-0046. That's 800-406-0046. Consolidated Credit Counseling Services, Inc., 5701 West Sunrise Boulevard, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33313. Licensed by the New York Department of Financial Services and by the Vermont Department of Financial Regulation. Maryland DM 1492. Oregon DM 80092. Licensed by the Virginia State Corporation. Commission license number DC83. Service may adversely affect the individual's credit. Non-payment of debt may lead to additional finance charges or collections activity, including legal action, not a loan company. With a recession ending, if you've been putting off building your business, now is the time to act. General Steel will meet or beat any price on a pre-engineered steel building of the same size and specifications. Act now before steel prices go up. So call us today for free information. Call 800-965-1290. Now you can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800-215-5141. 800-215-5141. That's 800-215-5141. Okay, everybody, welcome back. Um, before we talk about Timothy and Mathanite, I'm still not going to say it right. Um, these two of the three Nephites um, and some of their teachings and their advice to us in our day. And I absolutely, in my humble opinion, I, I like to read things. We don't really have a lot of places to go to decide if something's true or not. And I don't, I don't like you know, pray about what kind of beans to buy or something. But um, I think things that are important and if they matter to us, you and me as, you know, sons and daughters of a loving father and mother in heaven can go to them and say, hey, you know, hey, hey, dad, I don't know where to go for truth on this. And this kind of is important to me. You know, is is this is this true? You know, we can get, and, and those of you that, you know, I'm sure most of you, I'm sure all of you have had these sorts of experiences. You can tell when you get this lightning bolt of verification that you can go, okay, yeah, that that felt good just by how it feels inside, right? To me, that's how these particular teachings, not all of this record, but especially this part here fits so perfectly in with with how energy works that I can, what little bit I've been able to observe in my experimenting and what Tesla taught and the the greats uh, that were the foundation of electrical studies and and propagation, um, Faraday, Maxwell, Steinmetz, all those guys, similarly taught in a lot more complicated a way what this good good brother puts in about three sentences. But before we get to that, I want to talk really briefly about, um, I guess, a... Uh, an experience I had. I, I have a gal that comes in because I can't balance a checkbook uh, to save my soul. I, I say I like math, but I, I don't like balancing a checkbook, and I'm the the worst in the world. So I found a, a lady, really good gal, really good-hearted woman. She comes in once a month and helps me balance my books. And she was in here a couple days ago. I won't say her name. Let's call her Betty. And she comes in, and she's a very sensible woman, and we have kind of long conversations. She comes in a couple days ago, and she's like, what do you think about all these militias that are going to come guard the polls with their big machine guns? Have you heard about that? You're not one of them, are you? Are you? And I'm like, what are you talking about? She was hor- – I don't know where she gets this from, but she was horrified because in, in, in her estimation, it's going to happen that all these militias are going to turn out in mass – with their great big machine guns and be sitting there guarding every poll. I'm like, you can't even have a political t-shirt in a poll. I'm pretty sure that what polls are open. And of course, in my disgusting corrupt state with my troll King governor Herbert, we're not going to actually get any polls. We got to vote only by mail, which I guess it ultimately doesn't really matter because the people counting the votes, I don't really trust anyway. And I haven't for decades, but that's a different matter. So I'm, 
we had kind of a long conversation and, you know, it really kind of surprises me. She's, you know, very anti-Trump, but she's a good woman. You know, I think ultimately most people want the same thing, right? They want to, they want their families to be fed and healthy and well. They want to find a little peace and enjoyment in life and they just want to be left alone to do their thing. I think ultimately most people can agree on that. And so we're, as we're talking this out, it really kind of dawned on me just how, when we see how polarized, and I'm, I wouldn't call myself a huge Trump supporter. Um, I hope nobody's upset with me, but I, I mean, while I, you know, support Donald Trump, and I think, I think he's more good than than bad. In my humble opinion, like if you look at, okay, if the QAnon thing is as many believe that this is some great power for good that's getting ready to squash you know, all the evil and corruption in our world. Why is he even in power? I mean, we all know, as I tried to explain to this, this, this good sister, you guys have heard it. All these like generals and stuff are talking about if Donald Trump doesn't accept defeat, we may have to send the military in there to dig him out. I'm like, he's a 74 year old man. I'm pretty sure you could send in one or two guys in suits with uh, with a pistol drawn, and I'll bet you he would quite peaceably come along, right? Why are we talking about the military going in to dig him out after a defeat and openly talking about a coup? These guys are guilty of high treason. Where is all this coming from, right? And if Donald Trump is truly this great threat to the kingdom, they have all the power, all the money. They control pretty much all of the military. If they, If he was truly this great horrible threat to them, he wouldn't be there. I think we all know where he'd be, right? So I, I don't know. This is just my opinion. But if we look and, and and I believe we're on the precipice of civil war, this has kind of been pro- prophesied in uh, some of the dusty old prophecies that I like to peruse on the Sabbath day for a really long time. When Isaiah says drunk on its own blood and the wicked killing the wicked, um, you know, drunk on your own blood is kind of code for civil war. Um, when we talk about kingdoms, kingdoms being drunk on their own blood and destroying themselves. So I fear we're on the verge of civil war. And I think that's kind of what the evil black tower dwellers, the banking cartels and the banksters and all of, all of these s- such folks. I kind of feel like this has been orchestrated. If you look at it, just step back. Let's, let's say five years ago. You don't have to pretend to be some expert. Just be you. Five years ago, if you could see today, you would be utterly baffled. You'd think, wait a minute, Donald Trump. And then the other side, I mean, of all the people like that Gabbert, uh, is it Gabbert, the, the gal from uh, Hawaii, Brian, you know what I'm talking about? She made a lot of sense, right? Like that gal was good. Like I could vote for that. I, I could vote for that gal. She was fairly libertarian. I, I didn't love everything, but seemed honest. She was way against Hillary. Um, why don't they run that lady versus this? Dude who's got one foot in the grave, who's a lifelong corrupt politician, right? So they've deliberately picked this Biden, you know, this guy who can't even talk without word soup coming out. And then on the other side, we got Donald Trump, who is our sole hope. And people are ready to take to the streets and burn America down if their candidate doesn't run. Contention is always the goal of the dark side. If QAnon was some light angel, it wouldn't be shrouded in mystery, in my humble opinion. I mean, I I have hope, you know, that things will work out. But be honest with you, I do not trust in Trump. My trust goes somewhere else. And I know things will work out in the end. But to me, it's I, I think this is all orchestrated. This entire thing, I think there's there's a bunch of cigar smoke and super powerful dudes that think they're an entirely higher race than us that are just laughing at all these people getting ready to fight it out in the streets over which politician contention is always from the dark side. So uh, in my humble opinion, we need to do the best we can to stay out of the contention. Um, we all know that this is going to go really sideways. We're not going to have any idea who won for long after the election, if we ever know, and it's going to be a complete mess, but just know that we can trust in a higher source and um, just write it out. Um, if nothing else, it's entertaining to watch, right? Anyway, back to Timothy. Um, how much time we got, Brian? 
Okay. Well, I talked too long about that and not long enough about this, but I'll do the best I can. Um, so this Timothy gives an explanation of faith, um, and he's talking to these people called the Nemenha. And he, he says, and this is quoting from just a couple passages, bear with me. Behold, I would call your minds that which I did teach the Nem and Ha in times past. So this guy, has he, he presides over these people. He comes and teaches them from time to time. Uh, how that when you exercise faith, you cause a movement upon the matter of creation. That's beautiful. When any matter is moved upon, Behold, it is within the measure of its creation that it can move upon other matter. This movement continues outward from its point of origin, or in other words, from the origin of the action. This continues until it returns again. For all things may be described as one eternal round, and if things be so described, it is of course a fact that the universe is spherical. Now, you know, I would say probably, in my opinion, toroidal shaped, but if you look at a toroid from the side, it is a sphere. Um, and toroid is an energetic shape that is everywhere. This is beautiful. Uh, continuing on. And the same principle ap applies to all types of faith. For despair does also create the same sort of motion in the universe, and it moves outward from the source thereof continually until it returns again to its origin. Therefore, it might be said... That there is good faith and bad faith, or in other words, good intention and bad intention, which brings about much good or bad. And the bad action, which brings about much evil, uh, and the faith is the action of the universe, which applies to all principles by which it's bound. So essentially he's saying when your intentions, your heart, your thoughts, your words, your deeds are good, you literally send out energy into the universe. How do we change the world? By changing ourselves. I know that sounds trite, but when we push off the contention, we push off the fear and we radiate love, uh, goodness, you know, smile instead of scowl, we are literally emulating energy that will change the world. And it's going to happen because it says it in the good book and it's always true, right? So that's my, uh, that's my little speech for the week. Um, do your very best to radiate more light than dark and, uh, Together, our lights will change this world and make it a better place. Uh, and all this corruption will be bye-bye. That day's coming soon. Love you guys. Have a good weekend. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye.